Hello, good morning, welcome to Brain Fog Podcast. This is your host, Tia Wood, here to liven up your day. Let's get fucking crazy. Just kidding, I am exhausted. Okay, so my intention for this episode is to steal you away from your current life, okay? Oh, fuck. I just painted my nails because, like, I do this quirky thing where I fucking paint my nails first thing in the morning, like, when I'm getting ready for the day and need to touch things. And I, like, I get excited and my hands are flailing when I'm speaking. And I just swiped my collarbone with my thumb and now my thumb is fucked up. Hold on one second. Okay, we are back with the top coat to smooth out the situation. That was the sound of me opening it with my teeth. <laughs> Hello? What, what was I talking about? Oh, the, my intention, right? My intention for today's episode is to kind of just take you out of your own head and um, put you into mine for a half hour because, like, I don't know about you, but I am feeling this eclipse season. For those of you who are um, unfamiliar with astrology or are just kind of like getting into it, we had a partial solar eclipse on Sunday. It's Thursday now in Taurus. And then we're going to have a lunar eclipse in Scorpio uh, in like a week or two weeks or something. I'm not an astrologer. Like don't listen to anything I'm saying right now. But when there's multiple eclipses or I think there usually is more than one. When we're in this period of eclipses, crazy shit tends to happen. We're also in the shadow period before um, Mercury goes into retrograde, like the two weeks-ish before Mercury goes into retrograde where like shit starts to go awry. Mercury is the planet of communication, so like misunderstandings, overthinking something, like just miscommunications in relationships, miscommunications over like the internet and like technology like make sure you back up your shit because technology like tends to get fucked up during mercury retrograde and like just shit not working not to like put that in your head but you know just a fair warning like if you're starting to lose your fucking mind and you're like what is happening like what is actually happening this week where everything's going fucking crazy we're in eclipse season and the shadow period <laughs> before mercury retrograde so you are not crazy the planets are just um they decided to just get a little crazy it's okay it's okay everything's fine and taurus is the sign of like earth and earthly things like material things and with this feminine energy you know and with this eclipse season i feel like the mother wound is being picked at like that's the theme that I'm seeing with like the women in my life and just in my own life a lot of like issues and things being brought to light surrounding motherhood femininity hormones like female like all this stuff I don't again I don't know if anybody else is experiencing this but it's also about like you know relaxing and being sensual. Oh wait, the eclipse was on Saturday, not Sunday. Sunday was Beltane, which if you don't know is May Day, you know, Midsummer, the movie Midsummer, and they're dancing around the pole and craziness. Uh, that is like Beltane, like that was supposed to be them mimicking Beltane, which is funny because there is another holiday called Midsummer, which is different. So I don't know why they did that. It's the holiday of like sex. Did you know that Beltane used to be a day where you could like go and have sex with somebody who wasn't your partner, like who wasn't your husband or your wife? Because that's just the nature of the holiday. So like all about, you know, fertility, sex, new life, shit like that. The midway point between spring and summer. Sorry, I don't know why. I, my intention was not to start 
this episode talking about astrology and stuff, but I just feel like there's been a lot of, you know, events happening in the astrological world and, you know, Beltane. Beltane is my favorite. I think it's my favorite holiday. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I might like it more than Samhain. I do celebrate the um, Wiccan Wheel of the Year. If you... I'm getting into topics <laughs> that require entire episodes by themselves. If you don't know what that is, just look up Wheel of the Year and you'll know what I'm talking about when I say Beltane and stuff. But I feel like everyone has heard of May Day or like the Maypole, Dancing Around the Maypole, and or have seen the movie Midsummer. Anyway, okay, let's let's journey back <laughs> to where we started. I hope this is I hope this is um I don't want to say a good distraction because, I don't know, distraction, and maybe this is me projecting, but I feel like it has a negative connotation, like you're ignoring like what's going on in your life, which not saying that that's not okay. Like I definitely, sometimes the self-awareness just becomes too much, right? It just becomes obsessive at a certain point when you're like so much consumed by self-improvement and, you know, spiritual growth and wellness and all this stuff like there's definitely there can't be too much of anything right you need that moderation I made the conscious choice today instead of bringing a self-help book to work which is what I usually do I am bringing a fiction novel and I'm going to lose lose myself in a fiction story in someone else's art because that's just what I feel like I need today and I don't have water with me I have coffee oh my gosh best news ever I always thought, and if, I feel like the consensus was that coffee is a diuretic, diuretic and it was dehydrating and like didn't count towards your liquid intake. And I never understood that because I was like, isn't coffee made out of water? Well, according to Mayo Clinic, we now understand that even though it has mild diuretic effects, it does in fact count towards your liquid intake for the day. So it is hydrating. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you shouldn't also <laughs> hydrate yourself with water in the morning, but I always felt guilty when I would wake up and immediately drink coffee because I was like, oh, it's just, you know, I spent all night being dehydrated, not drinking water, and now I'm drinking coffee, which makes me even more dehydrated. No, no, no. That counts as liquid intake, and I am absolutely going to use that to enable my caffeine addiction. Yeah, it's insane. I'm going through another <laughs> another health crisis. Who would have fucking known? Tia's going through some health shit. It's all good. Story of my fucking life. You know, not and I'm not saying that to be like, oh, woe is me. Like, it's just, you know, just the card I've been dealt this eclipse season. There is nothing that I haven't been able to handle. You know what I mean? And it's all good and everything's fine. But yeah, some like unexpected health stuff. That's another thing with eclipses. It's like, unexpected change and from what I understand like listening to astrologers talking about this eclipse season or this past eclipse from Saturday the energy isn't bad like it's all pretty much good stuff it's you know abundance and security and good changes but it's surprising change like something that we weren't necessarily expecting and even shit that hasn't happened yet but I'm getting signs of like like I'm thinking of one specific thing that may occur in my life that I had no inkling that it would happen but I keep like pulling cards and just getting signs that this thing is gonna happen and I was not expecting it at all so even shit that hasn't even happened yet is like surprising <laughs> does that make any hello like are you still with me <laughs> I've been talking for 14 minutes. Are we good? Are you still good? <laughs> I quit my job. Like, shit is wild. <laughs> shit is wild. But all of these 
changes and clearing out of things, even though it might be scary, is making room for better things to come along, which segues us perfectly into what I wanted to talk about today. Fear, right? Something that we all experience, something that usually accompanies change because change makes us uncomfortable. It's kind of like the unknown. What's going to happen? What is this change going to bring? Even if it's exciting, even if it's good stuff, we tend to go to the worst places in our mind, right? And think, what if, what if this is going to be a disaster? (laughs) No, just me. I want to talk about how to use fear to your advantage. Not listening to fear, but using fear. Working alongside fear instead of letting fear take the wheel. You know what I mean? Fear to me is like a beacon or like I always imagine you're in like a cave or a tunnel and it's pitch black and fear is the flashlight that you're holding. Or actually you can take what I just said and replace fear with any uncomfortable emotion. Iris Daly once said, every emotion you feel reveals something that you need to pay attention to. I think we generally take our emotions and thoughts as fact Because they feel so real to us, we are experiencing these things in our body as our current existence and emotions are so powerful, they like take over. But instead of looking at fear as, oh my God, something horrible is about to happen or I have a reason to be scared because why else would I be feeling this way? Be skeptical. Don't just take it at face value. Just think, what can I learn from this fear? Why am I feeling this fear? Is this situation triggering a part of me that I thought I moved past? Is this event reminding me of something that I have been through already that was scary and that I never fully healed from? Is this thing that's happening that's scaring the shit out of me going to dramatically change my life and that's why I'm scared? I think most of us are terrified of getting what we want. Like when we think about our our dream life, like everything that we could ever desire and all of these amazing possibilities. But when they actually come, when they actually reveal themselves, it is so out of our realm of comfort because we've never experienced anything like that. We convince ourselves that it's too good to be true. We convince ourselves that we don't deserve it or we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know what I mean? Fear is limiting, right? When we are feeling fear in our bodies, if you'll notice, they're usually accompanied by limiting beliefs like that. This is too good to be true. I don't deserve this. Here is every possibility of everything that could possibly go wrong. Here's why this isn't what I think it is. And I don't know about you guys, but I definitely cannot trust my fight or flight (laughs) response because that shit gets activated when I like hear a loud noise, (laughs) like the microwave will go off. Like fear doesn't necessarily indicate danger. When I say to go in the direction of fear, I don't mean when there is actually (laughs) concern for safety. I mean the irrational feelings that we experience when that ego, when that anxiety wants to protect us. Fear wants to keep us in that comfort zone because in the comfort zone, everything is predictable. We know what's going on. We are in control. We're not putting anything on the line. We're not risking anything when we're in our comfort zones. But does anything exciting ever happen in your comfort zone? Does growth ever happen in your comfort zone? Liberation lies on the other side of fear. Fear says, stay where you're safe. Stay where you're comfortable. Stay where you're in control. But in that, you are 
putting yourself in a box. You are keeping yourself shackled to your past. You're cutting off every possibility of anything extraordinary happening. You are preventing your life from changing. And yes, that includes for the bad, changing for the bad, but it also includes changing for the good. I also think what you fear indicates what you need to work on within yourself. Because really, because really anything that you feel toward an outside circumstance is a projection of what's going on inside. I mean, that's my belief anyway. If you are scared of dating, if you met somebody and you really like them and you're starting to freak out, is it because dating is scary or is it because you are afraid to be vulnerable? Is it because your heart is closed? Is it because there's actually danger in this situation? Or are you afraid of heartbreak? All reasonable things to be afraid of, right? These are all things that everyone feels. But if you listen to that fear, if you stay in that comfort zone because you're afraid of heartbreak, you will never experience love. You'll never experience meeting new people and making connections. Why am I so scared of feeling love and accepting love? Why am I so scared of heartbreak? Why am I so scared of it not working out? Do I have abandonment issues? Do I think that I don't deserve it? Like I'm not worthy of love? And this can apply to anything that you could possibly be scared of. Why am I feeling so much anxiety over this situation? It could be something physical. Am I tired? <laughs> My anxiety is so much worse when I'm tired. Am I not eating right? Am I, do I need to exercise? Am I not filling up my own cup? I feel like you really only have two options. You have fear or love. You can throw fear at something and run away or you can pour love into it. I think a good way to like train yourself is to use mindfulness. So just sitting in silence with yourself and feeling in your body the difference between anxiety and intuition because again you know we could have a bad feeling about something and think like oh i have a bad feeling about this like i should avoid it but it's really just anxiety when you tap into your body you can feel the difference between those two things once you can differentiate fear and intuition you'll start to cultivate that inner trust because you will know what feels actually true to you and when fear is running in the show when fear is implanting those limiting beliefs. Also, fear, I feel like, is more what if. Intuition is more stable. Fear feels scattered, crazy, up in the air, and intuition is more grounded. At least that's what it feels like to me. Literally just sit, get into a meditative state, maybe just like, you know, do some deep breathing, and just start saying things like, my name is Tia. And I can tap into my body and know what the truth feels like. My name is Tia. I am 23 years old. Okay, now I know what that feels like in my body. And then I'll say something like, I will never achieve what I want. See, even just saying that out loud as an example feels so much different than when I'm saying things that are objectively true. So I know that that is a limiting belief, that that is a fear-based response. Once you can feel the difference and you get into that thought cycle, you get into that fear mindset, you will feel in your body, okay, this, I'm going in the wrong direction. I don't want to get wrapped up in this thought spiral of being scared. And we'll convince ourselves. We'll convince ourselves it's true, right? <laughs> because we are trying to protect ourselves. And then we act out of that place of fear. But when you know what fear feels like, you can recognize, okay, I don't need to listen to that. I don't need to do what fear says. Let me step back. Let me think about why the situation is making me scared. What is the situation triggering for me? You know what I mean? I also think journaling 
is good because once you see things on paper or honestly, if you're not much into journaling, which like I go through phases. Sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. Opening up the voice memo app on your phone and just speaking it out loud, speaking your thoughts out loud and listening to it back, it almost gives you like an outside perspective and you're like, that's so interesting. Why am I feeling like that? Just be curious. Stop taking things at face value. Stop taking your feelings at face value. Ask questions. Why am I feeling like this? Be skeptical in a healthy way, right? Skepticism is encouraged in every other aspect of life. Critical thinking is encouraged, but how come we can't think critically about our own emotional responses and thoughts? Because ultimately, our thoughts and emotions are not us. We are experiencing those things. You can hear your thoughts, so you can't be your thoughts. (laughs) You know what I mean? You are the observer of your thoughts. You're listening to your thoughts. So just like you would fact check an article that you see on Instagram, fact check your thoughts. <laughs> okay, how do I know that this horrible thing is going to happen? How, how do I know that I should run away from this situation? Why? And also therapy. <laughs> I will mention therapy in probably every episode because I am a big advocate for therapy. Talking with somebody. It is so cool to have someone who can help you dissect those limiting beliefs those scary feelings, because again, it gives you that outside perspective, somebody who's not in your head feeling that fear, feeling that fight or flight response, or just a friend or a family member, anybody that you can confide in, an internet group, internet, people on the internet, you know what I mean? Like, even though we're disconnected in a lot of ways, we are very connected, more so now than we used to be, so we can use that to our advantage. Fear is isolating, so cultivating connection remaining connected when fear wants us to retreat, when fear makes us feel like we're the only person experiencing this emotion, when fear puts us in that box all alone, connection shows us a way out. It, it maintains a an open door, so to speak. Imagine a life where you're never scared. You have nothing to be afraid of ever. You never are rattled. You, you're never challenged. That sucks what? Like, I never want to experience that. What an empty existence that must be. And you might be like, why would I want to feel fear? Like, how does that make any sense? When you really think about it, fear and excitement elicit the same physiological responses in your body. I always say fear and excitement are two sides to the same coin. I think I originally got that concept from Mel Robbins. Someone asked her like, how do you deal with anxiety? How should I deal with anxiety? And she said that anxiety and being excited, both of those feelings, they raise your heart rate, they make you kind of jittery and like, oh my God. So literally just switch the perspective, which of course is easier said than done. But I think in the same way where it's physically the same, If you're experiencing fear in your life, that means exciting things are happening. You're not remaining stagnant. Things are happening. You're not in this box where the same things, you know, it's not monotonous. You are living more fully. It's okay to feel fear. It's a human emotion that everyone feels, but you don't need to let it control you. You can use it to your advantage. I have to go because I need to attend a yoga class. (laughs) I encourage you to move your body today and I hope that you took something from this episode. I know I kind of rambled a lot. If you made it this far, thank you so much. 
follow me at Tia Wood, T-I-A-W-O-U-L-D for updates on the podcast and extra content. I am relatively active on Instagram. Rate the podcast on whatever app you're listening on. Give it five stars leave a little review. That would be amazing. I have a Patreon if you would like to support what I do. It's only $1 a month. And I'm also a freelance video editor, so if you have a video that you need edited, you can check out my fiber. That will also be linked in the show notes. Have an amazing day. You got this. Don't take things too seriously. Talk to you later. Bye.